0: You are listening to the casual swinger podcast as your host we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature this podcast is intended for an adult audience now we don't expect you to act like adults what's the fun in that
1: we're a married couple living in florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle and we take almost nothing seriously casual swinger is a variety show meaning we'll cover everything from music to events travel and even the occasional hilarious screw-up Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals.
0: Had anything.
1: And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional.
0: Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy.
1: Oh my God. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to season five of Casual Swinger. Hello. It's been a,
0: like a long, 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 long time. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I think everybody thinks that we probably gave up. and
0: just yeah, like, Fuck it. We're we, out. Just, we just needed extended vacation. That's all.
1: Yeah, two months worth of vacation.
0: I know we make all these empty promises like, yeah, we'll be back in like four weeks.
1: Not really. Maybe we got used to being off work for a little while. Kind of enjoyed it. It's okay. We're back All now. All good.
0: Yeah. So what are we talking about? Kicking off season five on the positive note, right?
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, we are kicking off on a positive note. We're back. I mean, and we're going to have some fun, right? I, I think that we did get a little heavy toward the end of last season. Uh, some of you were nice enough to bitch about it in our reviews. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, that. That's okay. But, you know, I think we have conversations on Casual Swinger that sometimes people are like, oh, my God, that's heavy as shit. I'm just well, going to go listen to people talk about it Also, sex. like... Great.
0: Also, in hindsight, like when you look at your life as a whole, you have different seasons. And, you know, sometimes our seasons have some really important life lessons and sometimes it's full of shenanigans.
1: That is what it is. It is. And we are going to talk about some fun shit today. We are going to cover Whiskey of the Month because uh, for God's sakes, we got to get one out before the end of November.
0: I know. I feel like we need to do Whiskey of the Month every episode. <laughs> like maybe the twofer. I don't know. We have to do something to to make up up for it because we've actually found a lot of really great whiskey.
1: We did. I think that's how we spent the last two months. Drunk.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. Like, I don't even want to look at my recycling bin.
1: Oh, no. Our recycling bin. I think that the trash people think that we either own a liquor store or we're just shit faced all the time.
0: And I wouldn't say drunk. I just say pleasantly lubricated.
1: Oh, I like it when you're lubricated. Me too. (laughs) Anyway, so what are we going to talk about today? We're going to get to it here in a little while. We call this episode, which is the season premiere of season five, The No paradox so what is a paradox well a paradox is an instance in life where you have a situation where it's one thing Mm -hmm. but it can't work because of something else that is the same thing
0: so is it like this like a vicious cycle or like a an if and then that is isn't an if and then
1: no kind of so a good way of describing a paradox in a simple thing in a simple phrase that everybody uses is you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't ah there you go that's a paradox. that's
0: actually a great way to explain it because yeah. i was looking for a way to define it when i was thinking about this and i'm like mm, that's not within my bellywack.
1: Well, and well cuz you know paradoxical circumstances are characteristically things that characters in literature fall into. Yeah. Because okay. they they have a set of ideals or morals or ideologies that drive them and then they're put in a situation that runs counter to their ideology but yet they have to overcome the circumstance and and they become a hero or a villain ah, based on their behaviors. Okay,
0: fair enough. And also paradoxical sounds like a dinosaur.
1: <laughs> it is a dinosaur. It's also a dildo. <laughs> paradoxical dildos by Casual Toys.
0: So, but the the point of this conversation is is basically why is it so hard to say no and why does it bug us so much that we'll almost do anything to get away from having to let someone down.
1: Yeah. So, we're going to dig into it and we're going to dig into the power of the word no. And why you shouldn't be afraid of it.
0: I like it. So, uh, before we get into all that, do you want to talk about what we did while we were gone?
1: We drank. Yeah, well, duh. a lot. <laughs> we drank a lot. Uh, we
0: explored, uh, went on an adventure. We went to a
1: We did. Was that during the break or was that before the break? I don't remember.
0: Uh it was during ish, but like we we still expanded our palates a bit afterwards because yeah. we learned so much while we were there. I went
1: back to Kentucky during the break, but yes, I didn't have did. as much fun without You me. were
0: actually on the road a lot.
1: Yeah. It yeah. was a ton. It was crazy. We were going so much, but you know, speaking of being on the road, we went to Hito with some of our favorite fucking humans. Oh on the my planet.
0: God. That was so fucking great. I needed my soul needed that so much. There's something to be said about having a place like that that we can call, you know, home for us makes me feel like my truest self. And I had such a great time and I feel so fortunate to have my favorite people on the planet that joined us for a vacation. Yeah. it's it, just it was splendid. Absolutely splendid.
1: It was. And and it was different because it was our first trip without rascals in a very long time. It
0: was. And that it was bittersweet in that respect because we built up this this um ideal and and culture in our heads about what to expect when we're there because of that, right? And we love them. And we love them so much and there's so many of them that we miss, you know, on the regular. Uh, It was strange at first, right? Like, and I found these moments of like... You know, I, I miss them. Like I said, it was bittersweet. Yeah. Um, but I, I still had a fucking epic time. <laughs> oh, I had an
1: amazing time. And before we get on to talking about this, because I do want to get into this for a minute. Uh, I do want to congratulate Rachel's Rascals, Jim and Rachel, the Rascal King. And Ra- uh, Rachel, obviously, are the namesake. They just had their first takeover, a complete takeover yeah. of Hito. It was last week. Uh, as everyone I understand, everybody had a great time, came home sick as fuck. Uh, not COVID, everybody just got the Hedo crud. It's what happens when you kiss everyone on the resort. It's just how it goes. Uh, so I'm I'm proud of all of them for being sluts and getting everybody sick, and I'm proud of them for having a great time. Now us, who did we take? We took Honey Spoon, we took Kate and Daryl from Swinging Down Under. Ah, uh, the corn feds. duh. The we corn can't go feds. anywhere
0: without them. Um, codependency, hello. Oh, our
1: codependency <laughs> on Iowa <laughs> is strong because we also took some other friends from Iowa <laughs> oh, yep. who aren't on Twitter. Yeah, friends Twitter. of us for,
0: of ours from South Carolina. Like it was, it was fucking epic. It was so good. Yeah,
1: and and we had such a good time because I think what we got to do because I think. Yeah. On that
0: trip Oh, not your average? Oh my god. Oh my god, not blew your average. Oh, they were amazing. I still can't get over the just how joyful they I feel in their presence because they're just such awesome people on, on such a great adventure and love each other so much. It's yeah. just they're like a fucking hug.
1: Yeah, they love I love it. I actually think they should change their names on Twitter to like joyful couple as opposed to <laughs> like not your average because they literally are just the most happy human beings. And I mean, I, I really feel bad for him that her blowjobs are so bad.
0: Will you stop saying that? Because it's obvious. It's not true. He keeps telling you that. <laughs> and she still do that, too.
1: The the joke is that I keep making about this beautiful woman who's amazing, by the way, and they know it's a joke, so don't take it personally, anybody. Uh, They have a lot of children. They have uh, like Old Mother Hubbard level of children. And so I always joke with him. I'm like, are her blowjobs that bad that you can't pull out? Is that the problem? And uh, he's like, No, it's all that good. That's how we end up having all these children. So I, I'm just I love those people yeah. to death. They're they're amazing and, and we're so yeah. glad to share that time with and
0: them. And also solo swinging like totally surprised us. Oh, and, like that? I oh, about my lost my mind.
1: You shit yourself right there at that table. Oh, you God. just not, exploded not into happiness. Not literally,
0: not literally. Like no, I ran check. after him and I forgot that I can't run. Um with these new hoops.
1: You did black but, both but your eyes I with your tits.
0: Came very close and that that touched my soul very deeply. There's there's something to to be said, and I don't have the words of the the vocabulary, vernacular, whatever, to sh- to say how touched and grateful I was that someone cares about us that much, to go to those lengths, come for a few days, and surprise us. So I'm just, I'm still blown away.
1: I, I was stunned. I mean, and I'm not stunned because I know him, but he showed up, I turned around, I saw him, and I'm like, well, I'm shocked, but I'm not, because I know who he is.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm still in constant denial that I deserve those kinds of things. In my life, and I'm just, I'm flattered. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was, it was a truly remarkable experience to share. But one of my favorite things is we took all those people down there, some of which had never been to Hito before, some of which were part, part of our of crew.
0: Most of them, yeah. Yeah.
1: And we got to show them our Jamaica. We got to take them to some of our favorite places oh, yeah, and dinner meet some was of wonderful. our people. And yes. It was so great and it was so wonderful. And it was really setting the stage, I think for first of all how much we missed it but casual swinger week yeah and casual swinger week is just growing by leaps and bounds you know we started this trip thinking it was going to be like i don't know 10 rooms 20 people which ended up being what that trip was
0: yeah which that surprised me
1: and now this trip is shaping up to be damn near 130 people it's going to be crazy oh my gosh it's just nuts but it's still
0: a great curate i don't know like it, that's still a great vibe i i am i'm i'm I don't know. I'm speechless. Yeah, it's I, I love it. It's going to be a great time and and going there and being able to be there in October has gotten me even more excited for April. Yeah, so. we're going
1: to throw a just stupid party. It's going to be so good. Uh, I, I know, you know, Mallory keeps yelling at me because she's like, stop spending money. And I'm like, I don't care about money. I want to have fun. <laughs>
0: no, it's not stop spending money. But I mean, we got to We got to make sure, you know, we at least break even on this. I love you to pieces. You, your altruism is is on point right now. I get you.
1: I just love my people and I want to make them happy.
0: I know. Me too, baby. Me too. But I I also am making all the name necklaces by hand. So keep that in mind yeah. as well. well I, I, no more know, no more crafty shit. Please. No more crafty <laughs> shit. We don't have time
1: for crafty shit. So let's talk about some of the things we did oh other than keto and other than Casual Swinger Week and all the other things we got going on, right? Yeah. Uh, like, for example, and I want to give a shout out and I'm not going to say this person's name, but I do want to give him a shout out. And he works for a distillery in Bardstown. And uh, I, he was so good to us while we were in Bardstown. He showed us around his place and his craft, and we got to stick our head in a uh, in a mash pit, which was yeah, pretty cool.
0: I was really nervous that you were going to go all the
1: way in and I'd I was never just going to get kind of like
0: all. Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, where the the kid gets in the chocolate river. Yeah, that's right. what it reminded me of.
1: Well, whatever you drank the new whiskey, which you I know. did, which is
0: weird. I didn't think I'd like what they call new make, which is is before it goes in the barrel, it's hundred twenty five proof. And it's sweet and it tastes like sweet corn and it's high test. Like it will knock your fucking socks off. Yeah, and just crazy good. I liked it. I was like, do you know how many amazing cocktails we can make out of this? And he's <laughs> laughing. He's like, wow. I know. He's I was like, like you're I drinking I know,
1: ether. I know.
0: I'm like, I sound like what trash right now. So,
1: guys, this shit was 125 proof. Mallory was walking and talking in cursive <laughs> by the time we left.
0: Hey, I kept my shit together while we were there because. says you. I. Mm, I got. Well, you made I was friends trying. with
1: everyone on the way out of that place. It's
0: not like me. <laughs> Come on.
1: It was awesome. So we got to try some great new whiskeys, and it kind of brought us to an impetus that's going to affect this season of Casual Swinger, uh, which is, and we've talked about this a little bit, but you know, Casual uh, Casual Swinger, we started something last season we called Whiskey of the Month. And Whiskey of the Month had to be available in 40 states and under 50 bucks. But some things have happened in America. Some climates have changed such that prices have gone up. And it really felt like it was probably a good time for us to raise the price for Whiskey of the Month to $60 to open up some opportunities for us to introduce you to some whiskeys that you might not see every day. So yeah. it could be as much as $60 moving forward for Whiskey of the Month. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's so, it. <laughs> that's it.
1: That's it. We raised the price limit. Um, I love it. What about travel for Mrs. Milford? That was, we've done a lot of that. It's been fun.
0: Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've been uh, a few places for Mrs. Milford. Um, She's, she's a sassy little hoe, and she's having <laughs> a great time.
1: Yeah, I kind of like her. So we've been doing a lot of travel for that. We've gone a lot of places, gone to Nashville. Uh, we've traveled here in Florida and we've got some yeah. other travels coming up. But, yeah. You know, it's just kind of neat to get around and, and meet different friends and kind of engage with a different community, even as much as we love the lifestyle community, which we still do. It's nice to meet some people in the creators community, too, I think.
0: Oh, 100 percent.
1: Here's the thing. Authenticity is who we are. We are who we are. Faces mm-hmm. are out now, by the way. Season five. Oh, it still yeah. is. And that's yeah, well you technically on the promo for this particular piece, but when we talk about who we are, this is it's something we're doing. It's we're not promoting it to you through Casual Swinger or encouraging you to do it here at Casual Swinger, but it does exist. We're not going to lie about it. We're not going to not tell you about it. So here we are. It's a thing. Kind of yeah. like Casual Toys has always been a thing. And I know we talk about it a lot because frankly, it's a big part of our lives. And Casual Toys for us it's been a service, I think. It, it When we started it, it's kind of how we wanted it to be, and it's really what it's become, and I love it for that. It's a service to the community. It's a love letter to the lifestyle community to say, we're going to provide good stuff at a reasonable price, and we're going to take care of you. We're going to give you good service. And if the vendors fuck you over, we won't. Yeah. And that's kind of how wit we've stood on. And that's why the business continues to grow uh, almost four years in. So we want to thank you guys for all of that. Yes. And let you know that our Christmas bundles are live. Mallory has created a selection of six different Christmas stockings.
0: Yes. For one, uh, you know, female focused, one male focused, um, and different levels of sexiness, you know, a little naughty. Little baddie, hot
1: damn. Mm-hmm.
0: No, they're. I like them. I think they're hot as shit this year.
1: I really do. And too. then also
0: we have the actual bundles, like the other the other bundles that we're doing, like the premium bundles, mm-hmm. um, that have like the Enjoy Wand or that alternative to the Crave that I fucking love.
1: Oh yeah, the yeah. new uh, the new necklace vibrators yeah. from La Wand.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's called Charmed. Charmed. They're super cute. Yeah, they're, and they're hot. And they work uh, very very well. I think the the most marked difference between the two brands is. Um, the Charmed is a little bit longer, and the chain links are a little bigger. Mm-hmm. But from an aesthetic perspective, like, they're still cute to wear, and they're very, like, um, low-key, like, mm-hmm. incognito.
1: And we're allowed to sell those, and Crave won't let us sell their shit because—check this shit out, guys. Yeah. They won't let us sell their shit because we don't have a brick and mortar, Yeah. of all things.
0: Yeah, it's a silly little rule. But
1: they sell theirs online.
0: Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Anyway. Whatever, forget them. But And also the Blue Gasm, which is that little rose vibrator. Which is still fucking, so fucking awesome. Yeah. I love that thing. And it's
1: cute as shit. We sell that thing all the time. I can't believe people buy it. it must be because it works. Mm-hmm. It I does. I don't have a It, cotaurus, it so. totally,
0: it totally does. Well, there you go.
1: <laughs> So the last thing I'll tell you guys about casual toys is we do have a sale for this week only. That's right. If you're listening to this podcast right now, and it is the week of November 21st, uh, it's the week of Thanksgiving in 2022. We have an additional 15% off on Liberator right now. It's the only time we've ever run a sale on Liberator. They let us, they sent us an email today and told us we were allowed to do it. So we're doing it for you. We're giving you a hundred percent plus of the discount they gave us. So we're not keeping any of it for ourselves. If you've ever thought about getting Liberator bedroom adventure gear, those are shapes, positioning aids, loungers. There's straps. There's uh, the doggy style positioning aid. Such cool shit. For oh Liberator. my gosh,
0: it's I love everything I've ever gotten from Liberator. The the Fascinator has been a great accoutrement oh yeah, in this squirters. community for yeah. Or just I I'm not a squirter. I gush. But I get it I everywhere because it. it's like the thighs and rolling over the bed. So I I like to use that. Yeah, and the different types of wedges. And I even have ones that hold my toys for me, so like I can bounce or grind on them. Mm-hmm. They're just they're so fucking cool. Yeah,
1: Wanda and Pulse are both uh, Bon Bon. Those are all made to hold toys. Yep. Uh, so there's a lot of really cool liberator stuff out there and something else that's really cool that we just added, uh, Twitter just added shopping. So if you follow casual toys on Twitter, you can actually, when you go to our Twitter page, you can actually see some liberator items right there on our page. You can click on them. It'll take you to casual toys to buy it, which I think is really neat. That actually is a really neat feature. Yeah. Thanks Elon. (laughs) <laughs> Appreciate it. We're friends now by the way. I can call him by his first name. Okay, I don't you have decided? to call him, I don't have to call him Mr. Musk anymore cuz we're buddies.
0: Uh, uh sure. Yeah, okay.
1: He he unshadow banned casual swinger. So now casual swingers growing like at a fucking crazy pace again.
0: <laughs> oh My god, whatever.
1: Yeah, so and and he did that because I asked him personally over beers. It was fine. Me and sure Elon, you did. Okay. We're buddies.
0: All right, you can let the bit go now.
1: He doesn't We're know. all done. He doesn't know we're friends. But anyway, That's that. Hey, you don't want to call this an intro. Tell everybody how to find us. And we'll come back with more on the no paradox.
0: I love how you asked me that right as I was taking a drink.
1: That's why I did it right then. Got to get ready for this one.
0: Okay, you can find us as Casual Swinger everywhere. Uh, That's CasualSwinger.com. feel like... (laughs) I will fuck you up, dude. Don't. (laughs) I hate the voices. I hate the buttons. I'll just leave and you can finish. All right, I won't do it. All right, you can find us as Casual Swinger everywhere. That's casualswinger.com or message us at podcast at casualswinger.com. Uh, we're also on social media It's Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram. Are we on any other ones?
1: SEC, no. SLS. Those are
0: the dating sites, fool. Oh, my bad. But uh, yeah, Cass- Cassidy. Yeah. And there you go.
1: We're all over the place. Yeah. I was going to play with Mallory's voice and she's like, mm, no, I'm going to kill you. So we're not going to do that. Thank you. I don't want to die tonight, folks. But if you want to hang out for a while, we're going to talk about the no paradox and we'll be back in just a minute. You've been listening to Casual Swinger.
0: And we're back. And I'm still Mallory. Are you? I am.
1: You look pretty cute. Thanks. You want to bang later?
0: Uh, maybe. <laughs>
1: oh, by the way, hey, still Mickey. I know it's been like Sorry. 10 fucking seconds since we walked away. We did shorten the uh, the gaps between segments this season, so...
0: Oh, did we? Yeah, by about nice. 10
1: seconds. There's no reason to make them sit there and listen to music for 10 fucking seconds, so...
0: Oh, well, hey, we saved them some time. That's yeah. cool.
1: But we took a second, chatted for a second, had and a And now drink. we're wasting their 10 seconds oh, by
0: blabbering about
1: it. All right, so this is the main event. This is The no Paradox. Let's get down to it.
0: Yeah, so... Like in in theory, right? Well, really, obviously it is. It's one of the shortest words in the English language, right? And it's almost universally understood no matter where you are in the world. So knowing those things, how come it's so hard to say? Because it should, in theory, be easy.
1: You know, I think no is hard to say because we're scared to hear it. Right? I mean, it should be easy.
0: Right. It, it's It's a tiny little word,
1: two letters. Yeah. With great big implications for our (laughs) self-esteem, for our future, right? For maybe how we've been treated in the past.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's something so small. It's so fucking powerful.
1: Yeah, knows this thing that we're so goddamn scared of that it affects not only the things we do or don't do, but the things we say or don't say. And here's where it really comes in. And we're going to talk about this more, of course, in a little bit. But no is actually critical to consent, and we struggle with it. We struggle to say it. We struggle. We don't know how to say it. And we're afraid to have to say it. So much so that we do things like ghosting people on social. We ghost people. Or in, in messages. Apps, or, in or in dates. Messages. Yeah. You see yeah. it all the time. Or we go out with somebody and never talk to them again. As opposed to just telling them, hey, we weren't a match. Thank you. But no thank you.
0: Which in theory, the other ghosting hurts more. You're it like, does. What did I do? What yeah. have I done? What's wrong with me?
1: Which kind of leans on no is extremely powerful. It's powerful because it not only is the opposite of yes, but it creates boundaries for us. No establishes the boundary that we set for ourselves physically and personally. And just like yes does.
0: Yeah, and I can get into the whole like boundary conversation because I still think most of us struggle with that. And I think people who struggle with boundaries probably struggle with saying no. But would they struggle with hearing no?
1: Well, that's. I think they're afraid of it. I mean, maybe when they hear it, they turtle up. I don't know.
0: Maybe. I I don't know that we take it as harshly as we want to believe somebody else would. Like, if someone told me no thank you, I'd be like, cool, not a problem. It may suck a little, but I don't know that it would be the end-all, be-all for me, so why do I struggle to say it? We'll table that for later on in the conversation. Sure. Just something to chew on.
1: Well, but, you know, one of the things that people always say, and we're, we're totally kind of bouncing around here a little bit, but one of the things that people always say is the worst they can say is no. And on the inside, I'm like, I know. I know that's the worst they can thing they can say, and I don't want to hear it. I'm terrified of it. But that's not what we think they're going to say in those moments. We think they're going to go, fuck you, you're yeah. ugly.
0: Can I, <laughs> can I be honest? I'm more terrified not because necessarily hurt my feelings is because i want to get my way
1: (laughs) (laughs) well you're used to getting your way so that's the problem with hot chicks
0: oh stop it
1: yeah that's it that's the problem with hot chicks right there but here's here's a question for you why does no hurt why does it why does it hurt you to hear it
0: i mean it's rejection right and then it rejection
1: hurts but in a way aren't they doing you a favor Because if they allow this interaction to continue, if they allow this behavior to continue and they don't want it, isn't it not going to be fun in the end? Aren't they doing you a favor if it's it's not going to be profitable for either of you?
0: Absolutely. But I can see where when you hear it, it's like, oh, they don't think I'm good enough. And we value other people's perception probably more than we should. Yeah. In that respect, you know.
1: Yeah, but like if I'm a or if I'm a guy, which I am, and I'm in a room with a hundred girls by myself, and one of those girls is going to sleep with me tonight. Okay. I need ninety nine of them to tell me no quickly, because I got shit to do and I got to <laughs> get to the one that's going to say yes. So let's not dance around this. Get to the no so I can f- get to the yes. Because for every no you get, no or yes is that much closer.
0: You know, culturally, though, it may be the difference between guys and girls because I think I would handle that way differently. Do you? Tell if us I, now. After like the twenty knows, I'd be like, oh, I'm just done for the night because I can't handle anymore because now my my ego's hurt.
1: Well, see, and then I talk about this a lot in my my day gig, but you know, luck is the intersection of hard work and opportunity. Opportunity doesn't always present itself, but there's always an opportunity for hard work. If you put in the time, if you put in the effort, opportunity will avail itself, and when it does, you're going to get lucky. So I feel like like no shouldn't scare you away. And this is, I think, why it presents such a challenge. And we talk so much in The Lifestyle about consent. And yes is something that we're very comfortable saying because we want to hear it. But no, we aren't yeah. comfortable saying. And sometimes that creates extraordinarily bad circumstances. Of course, especially if you're a people pleaser.
0: You desperately want to say yes to make people happy. And I I'm certain that archetype sacrifices and puts their own well-being sometimes even in jeopardy to do so
1: yeah and and i think that there are circumstances especially for women where they put themselves in situations where they don't say no and because the person on the other side didn't hear no they they continue with the behavior that makes them uncomfortable and they allow it to continue to the point to where they suffer later for a long time. That's
0: what I was yeah, you literally connected the dots for me. I was gonna try to make it like long and drawn out and then put a bow on it in the end. But no you're exactly fucking right. You have to be comfortable saying it, especially from that perspective, because an like the avoidance or um you know playing it off or be playing coy about it like that's not clear messaging and there is a responsibility factor especially when it comes to the consent that you ha- you really need to stand on your own two feet and feel comfortable black and white yes or no yeah and me and and it's okay it really is
1: yeah and i would even go so far as to say that in consensual circumstances i'm not sure is still no and in guys, oh, yeah. I want you to hear <laughs> me say this: If she says I don't know or I'm not sure, take it as a no. It's save, always a no. Save the person across from you and yourself the heartache of hurting somebody when you didn't mean to. Just take it as a no, and it's okay. No yeah. is good. No is as good as yes. Yeah. Why? Because it gets you closer to yes.
0: Anything other than yes is a no. That's right. End of story. So let's talk about yes then.
1: Okay, let's talk about <laughs> let's yes. Let's I talk love about yes. Positive. Yes makes me feel good. <laughs> Hey, do you want to give me a blowjob? Yes. Yes. See?
0: Woohoo. Do you feel validated? Do you feel like you won?
1: I'm harder <laughs> than Russian spelling bee.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Uh,
1: yes is validating. Yes is amazing. It makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel good enough. Same. Feels like winning.
0: I like just Charlie
1: Sheen level winning.
0: Oh, man. That's an, that's an old throwback. Tiger's blood. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, boomer. <laughs> that's that's old no one says that now but either. no
1: no does feel bad no is the opposite of that no makes me feel like maybe i should have done something differently it makes me start questioning the path that i took to get to where i am
0: mm-hmm.
1: right and i'm really terrified that you're gonna tell me no when i ask for something
0: i think that's a universal feeling for the most part um, I don't you know, I don't like for no, I hear the word no and the 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 word association for me is rejection. Yeah. Which and if I follow down that pathway and I said this already is it's I'm not good enough. So there's a lot of self-doubt that comes with that. But at the same time you made an excellent point. Someone saying that, especially in the lifestyle situations that we put ourselves in. It's really an opportunity, right? It is. You know, we can be pants on friends and maybe they don't want to be pants on friends and that's fine. Getting to that point, you know, it actually takes some courage to be able to say it and some self-assurance. Yeah. So really, if if you look at it that way, it's a lot of fucking mad respect. It is. <laughs> for I, I for having You're right. the courage to do so because you don't like hearing it, don't like saying it, but you're setting out your boundaries and you're scared of potentially how these people will react, but I will say almost never have I told somebody no and they've reacted badly.
1: Well, that's good because I think- Not
0: in in lifestyle specifically.
1: You know, my daughter said something to me, uh, casual Caitlin on the toy store, uh, when she was younger, that scared the hell out of me as a father. Yeah. So I was talking to her about consent and using her words and she was young. This is shit. This is 10 years ago. And I was talking about seizing her power and setting her boundaries and saying no. And she said, dad, you don't understand. I said, what don't I understand? She said, girls can't just say no like that. Because you don't know how the guy's going to react. And as a girl, you have to be afraid that he's going to react violently or badly so I can't just say no. It's not that easy.
0: I remember this. And, Colt, unfortunately, most women, I believe, can relate to that sentiment to some degree, especially as young women, if we're alone or on a date or somewhere where we don't necessarily feel 100% safe. You're always kind of aware. And we are taught that we are the weaker sex, you know, from a physicality perspective, we're architected very, very differently. And it's sad. It is sad, but it is true. Mm-hmm. Part of the defense mechanism to avoid situations like that is to have, air quotes, tact about letting them down easy because you don't want to anger them because you could be putting yourself in jeopardy. I we're, wish that wasn't fucking true.
1: Uh, me too. But that's... Because we're sitting here talking about the context someone, of you're yeah. doing them a favor by telling yeah. them no.
0: And when I say true... I believe most women can relate to that, especially in their teenage, maybe even early 20s. That's
1: horrifying. Does that apply in the lifestyle? Does that apply, as, let's say, for, as a, from a hot wife's perspective? Uh-huh. Are you comfortable telling a guy no when I'm not with you Actually, sitting across the table?
0: more so, because I know it has to rely on me, and I'm much clearer in my communication um to some degree and I've had to learn that I will I will call myself out at first when I first started doing the hot wife thing and you would get upset with me and I don't blame you that I would just fucking ghost because I didn't want to hurt their feelings but I also didn't want to continue to pursue that relationship or that yeah engagement but I didn't want to hurt him either because they were nice people I didn't want to give him a complex but I gave myself probably more power than I really deserved in that situation. Yeah,
1: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I I see some of it. And part of the impetus for this episode, guys, is, you know, we created a SDC profile for Mallory uh, for her hot wifing and for her Mrs. Milford activities and things like that. And I was privy to the way that men talk to her when they think they're just talking to her.
0: It's totally different though, right? It took me raise,
1: 15 minutes to become a feminist.
0: Okay, raise your hand, ladies, if you have seen this as well. Seriously. It's there's something about that culture. And you know who's worse? Sing- it's not single guys. It's, married guys it's the it's the male half of the married couple yeah i mean when they think they're talking to the couple or the male like they're all like cool and whatever and then if they get segregated and feel like they're siloed just to me then it's like pressure 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 it's predatory pic, pre- yeah yeah and it's it's more often than you would think so guys get your shit together that's not how we roll that's not cool
1: yeah, I, I was stunned, you know. And, and I, this is probably a subject for a totally different podcast. But when we talk about, uh, you know, on Casual Swingers' SDC profile, mm-hmm. it it says we're we're really not looking for single guys, yeah. and ninety percent of the messages we get are from single guys.
0: And then on my hot wife, on your page, hot wife profile, we, <laughs> we say we're no not couples. looking for
1: couples, <laughs> and it's ninety percent of the messages we get. And so we shitty about it when I'm like, "Did you read the profile?" And they're that's like, another? "No." The picture was hot, so I messaged you.
0: Dude, you just uncovered another part of the no paradox. We said no here, and now they're drawn to it like a moth to a flame.
1: Yeah, they came to no. They actually sought out no.
0: And they want to challenge
1: no. Which is a paradox in and of itself. (laughs) Isn't that fucked up? (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: It's the on? most
1: insane thing yeah. I've ever seen yeah. that people behave this way, well, and yet they're so afraid of hearing no that they deliberately go somewhere where they were told no. And I've even had ones go, "Yes, I read that. I read that in your profile, but you don't understand. But it doesn't apply to me. You don't understand." Oh, why do women tell women you don't? Why do men tell women you don't understand? What a dumb fucking it's, thing to say! I
0: actually would classify that as a negging tactic. Um. It's something that, oh my God, the art of something or other, that douchebag oh, that wrote that the that fucking game, um, that the n- game. The game. The game. game um, that what negative is placing negative commentary and pressure on a woman in order to make bring her down to make her feel more vulnerable so that she'll go out with you. That's effectively that tactic. That's I could put it more eloquently, but that's that's basically what it is. Like, oh, you'd be prettier if you lost 10 pounds. Like, what the hell?
1: (laughs) Is it your first day? I'll never forget the guy that messaged and he was such a cockhole. I was like, you know, I I said this very clearly in the profile. You're absolutely everything that I said I was not looking for. And he goes, that doesn't matter. You don't know how good I am. Yeah. And of course, he's talking to me. So I'm like, "Um, I promise you it doesn't matter. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You're not what I'm interested in. He goes, well, you know, maybe if you didn't make such smart ass comments, you'd have a man. (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like you fucking douchebag like i lit this guy up and up one side and down the other because he thought he was talking to a girl and he could just insult you into getting his way and this i think leads back to the no conversation yeah. the paradox of no which is what this is why women are afraid to say no because these guys go off on him and then they're like now what if i meet this guy yeah, what if he p- shows up at an event maybe i can't be mean to him i just have to kill him with kindness or Fuck like that for if he's me a dick treat him that way yeah
0: Fair enough. Cause we had that conversation. I'm like, Oh, we have a, you know, we're, I hate saying public figures because it, that, that uh, it sounds, we're not, but we we're are just, in we, public. We, we put ourselves out there and yeah. we're, we have visibility. How's that? We have yeah. visibility. And I worry that people are gonna have negative things to say about me specifically that reflects badly on you. And, and that could be just in our relationship or in the lifestyle or the podcast or the toy store or or in our, you know, corporate lives, whatever, sure. a myriad of other things that I never want to make you look bad too. So there's like it's a it's kind of a double-edged sword there.
1: Well, and, and you know what, people in the wrong circles are going to think that we're depraved Or deranged or have some sort of malfunction or they're going to think I'm some sort of beta cuck sitting in the corner with my dick tucked up under my cheeks. And you know what? For those of you guys out there that enjoy that and are turned on by that, fucking rock on. Don't let anybody make you feel bad about it. But I they it's used as an insult by these, uh, toxically masculine guys.
0: Yeah. And, and, in reality, what they don't understand, I like, I feel, I actually feel genuine pity for them because they're so fucking insecure that they have to lash out. It bothers them to their core so much and they're so vulnerable and raw there.
1: In response to what? To know. To know. That's right.
0: It's, and and again, it's just like you said, the, the, from that perspective, it, uh, no, thank you. Like now you don't have to waste your time. Yeah. You didn't know me. You didn't really want me. You just want to be accepted the, at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. You saw my picture and you were like, whoa, I want to fuck that. Wait a minute. And, and again, that doesn't compute for me. It doesn't compute for guys uh, like Liam from Monogamish, who is a sapiosexual and he's attracted to people's brains right and i tend to be one of those people that leans that way he tends to be one of those people and there's a few others too mr honeyspoon is a good example he doesn't just chase ass but you know when i think about why no is so damn powerful it i think it, it we have fear of it cuz it increases our doubt and it helps us because it gets us closer to yes but saying it reminds us that we might make somebody feel bad but it is important because your freedom is tied to the word no that's true. You are chained to yes. You are not chained to no. No is liberating. Yes is a decision because you want to. No frees you from the fear that isn't going to be what you want it to be or the doubt that it's not for you, right? I So what one of the things that we say a lot is that no is not a negotiation. Correct. Why don't you talk about that a little bit because that's mm. kind of your line.
0: Yeah, yeah. When's... No is 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 not negotiable. You know, I've made a decision, and now this is not the opportunity for you to bestow whatever value you feel could change that decision. I find that so utterly disrespectful, and this is universal. This is not just in the lifestyle, in business, with my children, with you. I've already made the decision. And if my mind will change, it'll be on my own accord. It's not the opportunity to have an, an effectively an argument over that.
1: Yeah. I yeah. hate
0: it. I hate it at my core. And I don't use I don't even use the word hate very often to my core. I despise it.
1: Yeah. I think there's nothing more insulting that you can say to a person than when they provide a definitive boundary mm-hmm. and you go, well, that's not important. That doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. And they go, I, it's, it's basically I don't believe you and I don't respect how you feel.
1: Yeah, well, and no is important for establishing those consensual boundaries. But no is a word that everyone around you understands and can identify a crisis if your consent has been violated. So no is critical for encouraging people to come to your side. Oh yeah, if you're having a problem, dude.
0: And like the, I'm gonna date myself. In the when I was living alone with a roommate, mm-hmm. I took a William woman's self defense course because they're specific to women. Because we're the weaker link, blah, blah, blah. But, like, the foot stomping and screaming no and telling us to, like, say, you know, and as loud as you can. And every time you go after them, because, one, it's empowering. So it's going to trigger your brain to really give it your all. But also I call it out to the rest of the world around you that some fucked up shit's going on and yeah. I might need help. Well, yeah. I,
1: I, at one time I was part of a class where they told women to scream fire. Because no one gives a shit if you're yelling something that doesn't impact them. But fire impacts everybody. But I don't know that you should scream fire if you're just not interested in somebody. You could just say no. I think it's okay. I oh, my God. That's going to be our fine.
0: new code word.
1: <laughs> well, oh, would you like fire? <laughs> oh, would you like to be on fire tonight, just,
0: honey? I'll pretend I have Tourette's and just go fire in the <laughs> middle of a conversation.
1: That'll work. But no is extremely powerful, I would say.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's we teach our. It's one of the first things we teach our children, right? Yeah. In and of itself, it's a teacher.
1: Yeah. As much as it's a shield.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, when others are not finding success with their behaviors or other characteristics, they'll change, right? It's uh, adaptation, you know, and that's a human trait. You're actually helping them by saying no, just like you said.
1: Yeah, so uh, it's uh, Isla, no, wait, not Isla, uh, Eliza Schlesinger. Schlesinger. So her latest special, she actually does a, a, a segment where she says, guys, it's it's literally Darwinism, yeah. right? If a girl turns you down, don't get mad at her. Get better. Yeah. Fucking evolve. Yeah. Because she's telling you you're not worth reproducing with, <laughs> which yeah. I kind of loved, but I was like, ooh, that's kind of harsh. Well, but that's Isla for you, or yeah, Eliza. Ila, Eliza. Sorry. Eliza Schlesinger. Isla is Bert's daughter. Yes, like, keep that's that true.
0: That so, so what she was saying, and she's like, if if girls keep telling you no, it's plural in yeah. that respect, like it. You have to accept the fact at that point that you may be the common denominator and maybe there's something in your tactic and in your character or how you're presenting that is, is off-putting. And, but at its core, she's not wrong. Effectively, it's Darwinism. Can't procreate with you. There's, there's something broken there.
1: So you're actually helping them by telling them no such that they might change. Yeah. So guys, no is one step closer to yes. But it's also a learning experience that helps you get to yes, because if she tells you walking up and saying, nice shoes, want to fuck, pissed her off, don't do it again. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe nice shoes is not a good come on. I'm going to go ahead
0: and say, don't take Mickey's advice. I don't know that's ever worked for anyone. (laughs) But if it has, write us. I'd love to hear your story. What about the guy
1: that sent a message and said, I'm jealous of your heart because it's pumping inside you and I'm not.
0: Okay. That was fucking great, by the way. That's one of the best lines I've heard in a long time. Yeah, that
1: was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. But, you know, using no does let people around you know where you stand. And it was creepy. Uh, But it allows you to identify as a person potentially in need. So no does have a great deal of power. But if it's so fucking awesome, I'm going to go back to why do we do things like ghost? Why do we do things like, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom and leave? Why do we do things like have a friend call me and get me out of here? Why can't you just simply say this isn't going great? Let's call it a night. It was great to meet you, and I'm gonna go and pay pay for my drink and leave. What's wrong with that? Why is it so hard to just say no?
0: I think we've kind of covered it, you know, that because in your mind you're doing a risk assessment, and if it well, I am specifically me, and I'm sure there's someone out there that might relate to this for the reasons you've said, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to have that negotiation conversation. I don't want them to lash out. Maybe I don't feel safe. We can give ourselves a hundred and one reasons why we don't feel comfortable doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know that necessarily gets us off the hook. I think it's a responsibility. If you're going to, if you're going to put yourself out there and, and, and explore, I think you need to be comfortable setting up those boundaries at the same time. It's, it's, it's part of the expectation. It really should be, even though it's really fucking hard.
1: So it's good. It's, but it's good. Bad. Yeah. It's a paradox. Yeah. Nothing. Paradoxically speaking. Fine. Ah!
0: Is that, <laughs> right? Does that sound like a dinosaur? No, I just sounded like a fucking goat. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't let me do yeah. that.
1: <laughs> but if you don't know the yeah uh, goats, go look them up. Uh, fine, 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 fine. fine. I'm going to say no from now on. I listen to Casual Swinger and I feel strong and I feel powerful. And when I don't want something, I'm going to say no. Uh, how? How do I say no? For example, how do I say no online? On we say, STC? hey, uh,
0: appreciate you, but uh, no thanks. We're not a match. That is like the easiest line. Like, think you're great. We're just not a match. But thank you so much. I've even done that in some of the, you know, hot life. Yeah. Stuff and it actually works. I've only had one guy who's still is still very sweet and kind. That just kind of <laughs> drifts around every now and then, just seeing if you change your
1: mind. <laughs> I, no I wanna, pressure. I want to change his name to Borat on yeah. there, though, because that's kind of he comes around. He's like, "Would you like to make it a sex?" Stop. How about we now? haven't talked about that one in a long time. How about now? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I think you're right. Thanks. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it, but it's it's not a match for me. Uh, Appreciate it. Have a great and have a happy Thanksgiving. Right. That's uh, kind of how that rolls. Yeah. But it isn't. It isn't hard. It's that simple. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, We're not but, a match.
0: But I will say if they come back and do. But what if or maybe you didn't like understand me. I don't consider it ghosting. I stop responding because engaging in that is. I've already said no. I've already said no. I've said my piece. That's it.
1: Yeah. I already said no. You you got your answer. Yeah. So everything you say after No is noise is what you're saying yeah uh, if we're talking to guys right now everything that comes after the after no thank you is noise yeah and noise is disregarded as such
0: yeah walk off into the sunset ladies it'll be fine
1: yeah and guys it's not a negotiation no is not a negotiation so but what if i did my hair differently what if i shave my beard yeah don't change who you are to satisfy one fucking person i
0: know okay can we talk about that for a yeah, second please. because Please don't be mad at me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not on the beard train. No, you're not. I, I, I like, I can deal with it if it's groomed, but there, I just have a thing with it. Like, especially when it's longer, um, it's a tactile thing. I actually, maybe I'm on the spectrum somewhere because I'm also weird about my clothes. Like the texture of things is no, really important. I think to that me.
1: every beard has bugs from your perspective. Well, uh, like little critters crawling I around. I don't believe in it.
0: people have proper hygiene. <laughs> i don't know i don't know i just i've and aesthetically i've never really come to appreciate them to the degree to the degree that you know when they were at the height of popularity that these girls doing fucking rock on sister ride that thing like it's the last fucking roller coaster at disney like do it but it's not my jam and we've had guys that have like mature beards like they've spent time grooming this and, and offered to shave it and i'm like no
1: yeah don't shave your beard please, for a girl dude don't like, do you
0: no i would na- i wouldn't shave my head for you
1: <laughs> like come on zc top that shit no I, jam.
0: I love you you are my husband i'm not shaving my head for you yeah i have a weird head
1: no you do it's like misshapen. You do have a little peanut head, but I like in the yeah. back.
0: It's weird. I don't know. That's why I keep my hair long.
1: Oh, I, I don't think it's that weird. But you know, speaking of weird, it's not insulting to say no, thank you. It's not insulting to say, hey, I don't think we're a match. It's insulting to be like, hey, that glass eye is cockeyed and it doesn't do it for me, or you're ugly, or you have a little dick. I'm not interested. You don't have to do yeah, that. Yeah, don't be a dick. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Yeah, and guys, you don't if a, if a woman approaches you. And, you know, maybe she's got stretch marks or, or she's had a few kids or she's heavier than you like her or shorter than you like her or taller than you like her or shaved her head for the last guy. You don't have to say those things. That's where no is a problem. That's what we're afraid of. And by the way, guys, almost nobody does any of this. The things that we're afraid of the most will likely never happen. And that is people will simply probably not say anything. They'll probably just ghost because people don't have the balls to just say, thank you, but no thank you. We're not a match. And if they did, maybe we would be less afraid of saying it. Because it wouldn't, we wouldn't be so afraid of hearing what we hear all the time. Because if you think about it, there's 100 girls in that room. Two or three of them are probably only interested in me. I mean, there's there's so many different types of people in the world. Some girls like, you know, skinny short guys. Some girls like tall heavyset guys. Some girls like lumberjacks or beards or bikers or, or tattoos girls. or girls. <laughs> yeah, there's so many different things people like that out of 100, two or three is probably the fucking answer.
0: Okay, yeah. Oh, all right. I can see your logic there. I mean, that's just spitballing a number, but it does make sense.
1: And, and this is why we've always said love is a numbers game and so is sex. Finding that person that's going to click with you is as really simple as accepting that they are, we're going to find a way to tell you no if they're not interested. And a lot of times it isn't the word no and that we're so scared of. We're so scared of hearing no, but they're probably not going to say it. They're probably just not going to call you back. Yeah. Probably well, just going to walk away.
0: Yeah. I mean, and and something we do, and I mean, I don't know if you, because we can architect the, the ways to say no in different situations like the club versus on a date versus – in, in another, a myriad of situations. Um, yeah. You know, like you said, you know, at the club, for example, or, or at, at an event, uh, no thanks, we're, we're not going to play. Yeah. We're not going to play, appreciate you. you. Or I think we're, like, we enjoy you. You guys are awesome. I think we're pants on friends, if yeah. that's cool with you. That's a good one. I love the pants on friends one because honestly, 90% of our closest friends that we've made in the last 10 years are lifestyle friends that we've never played with. And I'm I'm comfortable. We had with that. sixty
1: people in this house, and we'd only played with two couples out of sixty <laughs> yeah. people in this house.
0: Yeah, I'm okay with that. I feel I feel richer emotionally for that, and I love that those are people we've said no to the people in our house, and they've said no to us. Yeah, depends on the day. And remarkably, all everyone's okay, and we're still friends, like actual friends.
1: Yeah, you know what? And here's the thing: this is actually, and this is completely again off topic, but you could have a couple that you have played with before. Oh, this is a tough one. That you have played with before, and they want to play, and then you're not feeling it. Yeah. And you feel really fucking bad about it, because you don't want them to think you're not into them. Yeah. But you aren't feeling it, because uh, maybe, you know, maybe your ass itches. Maybe your stomach hurts. Actually... Maybe you haven't shaved.
0: That's true. And I've gotten a little more transparent with that, because I feel like, hey, we've already done the nasty. Um, You've seen parts of my body I haven't seen. And... I'm just gonna go ahead and I'll call myself out, especially if it's me, or if I know you're might not feeling. I'll still call myself out. Maybe in the, I'm actually most comfortable in that situation. Like, hey, love you guys. Um, tonight's not a good night. I'm just feeling a little off, or whatever the honest detail may be. The whatever I feel comfortable letting mm-hmm. them know. But I, I actually have no problem approaching. I'm on my period. Yeah, and you know, I'm feeling off. Not feeling well. My mind's not in the right place. You, you, you know, know, but it's not them because you never want them to feel like it's them.
1: Yeah. You know who yeah. I think helped us get over that hump was probably the corn feds because. Oh, for sure. Like we we went out to visit them and we just, something was just off. Like maybe we were getting sick. I don't know. We both didn't feel good. Yeah. And they were so fucking cool about it. Oh my God. They, they were, were
0: fucking amazing. And amazing. Amazing. Like- I'm not going to lie, small panic attack because I love them so much. I'm like, God, I hope they don't internalize that and make them feel like it's anything them. Because it was almost like in the moment. Yeah. Like it felt like I was migrating there. And then they called an audible, which I was super fucking proud of them for at the same time because I was not expecting that. And I had I had to be brave. And I was like, ah, uh, I just.
1: I. But we were both so scared that they were going to take it personally. Oh my we were both God, so scared right? it was going to fuck up our relationship. And not only did it not fuck up our relationship, I think it actually made it stronger.
0: I think so, too. I I I had a an immense amount of appreciation because I I felt really bad, yeah. You know because I wanted I wanted to shower the, shower with them with the affirmations and and love and joy and all these other things, but I just wasn't feeling the sexy time. Yeah, no, you're I, spot it, on. It, it, I was just fucking off, like.
1: So it to does one happen to us, is what we're saying. Yeah, it does happen, and they
0: were so great. And, it, and it, I I I took a note out of their book, like, cool. We just went on with our eating, didn't even. Didn't miss a step the no. next day. It was fine. Like,
1: no, no BFD. No. And in that way, I feel like we learned something really important from them. Very much so. Which is awesome. Uh, and that's just because they're just good people. But, you know, Mallory talked about, you know, like, on a date, and I think this friendship is going to stay pants on. Uh, we're not going to take this to the bedroom. Just don't give lame excuses, guys. Don't be like, I need to bathe my cat and go running out the door. Right. Just put it out there kindly. Don't use malice. Just say it ain't happening, whether you've played with them before or not. And don't wait until it's weird or awkward. Don't wait until somebody walks in wearing a leather outfit or with their dick out and say, oh, uh, my bad. Um, I just found out my grandmother died. I got to go, right? Uh, That just doesn't fucking fly. Don't wait. Yeah. If you're not feeling it, be like, hey, this is not going to go to that point tonight, but can I pour a round of shots? You know, we could
0: probably also do an entire episode on – that moment where you, it, it's a shit or get off the pot. Like, are you feeling it or are you not? Because I've always, I found myself personally in this limbo phase. Like, well, mm-hmm. maybe, well, maybe it'll happen. Um, and I'm not sure if I'm forcing it or if I have my walls up. Like, I sometimes I have to give myself that kind of, like, check. Because mm-hmm. I, I easily put walls up because I'm, I'm so afraid to give somebody the wrong signals. Mm-hmm that I just stop giving signals well, altogether even though in my brain I'm like they're hot and I want to fuck them.
1: But that happens for two reasons. So that happens because you're waiting for inspiration, which means you're waiting to get over the hump, you're waiting for somebody to say or do the thing that that creates attraction for you, or you're waiting to exhale. You're waiting for it's a Great
0: movie by the way. I I should watch that again. Sometime. All right,
1: that was a that was a turn of phrase before the movie came out, but my point is that you're waiting to see if anyone's going to feel like you do. You're waiting to see if you're the only one. And so you're waiting for inspiration, either I want to, or I don't want to be the only one that wants to. And that's where that waiting game comes in. You're usually a no. You're, you know that it's a no. You don't have to convince yourself it's a no. You're trying to convince yourself that it's a yes. And don't ever do that. You don't have to. Wait for a better opportunity. Yeah, Wait for true. a better situation. That's true. No is okay. No isn't scary if you don't let it be.
0: Yeah, that's true. But you have to admit, we've got we've both gotten ourselves in a situation where we didn't read the room right. And it was a no for us, but we were enjoying the evening because their company was so yeah. enjoyable. And then I look over my my shoulder and I'm like, I don't know what we're gonna do, Scoob. <laughs> but I think it's <laughs> up to you now.
1: Yeah, but that comes back to things like code words <laughs> and knowing and communicating. But what I I'm just gonna put one point on this before we move on to whiskey of the month. Which is, don't feel bad about no. Keeping nos around, spending time in a no space is time you're not spending in a yes space. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Because the more time you spend in a no space, you start to feel negatively. You start to feel, I don't know, like you're taxed. Yeah. No is taxing.
0: It can be. But
1: and the, you but the more
0: you know, <laughs>
1: knowing is half the battle. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> no? All right. I just dated myself there. Yes, all right. You did. All you old fuckers out there that just sang it with me, you're my people. I'm no, just waiting for Mallory to say something. <laughs> no, no, they're no, not. No, not at all. All right. We're going to leave that <laughs> gap in there. Folks, this has been the no paradox. We're going to come back in just a second with. Whiskey of the month, and we will do one more reminding you how to find us when that's over. But in the meantime, we're gonna go pour another glass of whiskey and come back with a special November 2022 whiskey of the month. All right, if you wanted to do
0: the fucked up voice thing, you're welcome to, but just don't scare me with it because I'll come across here with my
1: you really ninja don't like kicking my new board
0: and, a, and a, a kung fu kicking and like the West Virginia ninja.
1: Don't be ninja, in what don't need ninja,
0: <laughs> regular can of ba- backy. No, says I. <laughs>
1: Hey, you've been listening to Casual Swinger. We'll be back right after this. And welcome back, everybody, to Casual Swinger. It is time for Whiskey of the Month. But before we get there, Starry, what time is it? Candy is dandy, but whiskey makes you frisky.
0: And I'm super excited about this
1: month's Whiskey of the
0: Month. This month it is Heaven Hill 7-Year Bottled in Bond.
1: All right, just a quick refresher. Bottled and Bond, folks, is a label for an American-made distilled beverage that has been aged and bottled according to legal regulations contained in the Standards of Identity for Distilled Spirits set forth in the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, if you want to hear more about that, go back and listen to our whiskey federal government episode. Reg-
0: federal government regulations. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but our love affair with Heaven Hill continues with this shining example of what a mid-range value bourbon can be. But before we get there, because we love to tell the story of whiskey and and just kind of the American spirit behind what creates this beverage, let's talk about the distillery a little bit.
0: Sure. Um, So Heaven Hill, um, this is a very obviously American story here. So shortly after Prohibition ended, circa 1934 in the United States, Heaven Hill Distilleries Inc. was founded in Bardstown, Kentucky, which is where we were, um, by the Shapiro Brothers. And those brothers were set to produce and market Berman and premium American whiskeys. But at this time, it was as speculative a new business venture as the dot com startups of the '90s. Uh, a company essentially founded with no brands, no available stock and whiskey, and at the height of the Great Depression. So it was n- it was a high risk business venture.
1: Yeah, wild, wild west.
0: Right. Um, so their proposition was very simple. If the Shapiris, who had built their business acumen as department for retailers, would contribute $17,500 in startup capital, the operating group would invest an equal amount and run it. The deal was sealed, and the original Haven Hill Springs Distillery was built.
1: Yeah, $17,500 in 1934. That's almost 100 years ago. Yeah. So we're talking about, you know, a million dollars. It's a lot of money. Right Now, the original distillery was built on acreage in Bardstown, owned by a guy named William Heavenhill. And according to President Max Shapira, the story of how Mr. Heavenhill's name was divided into its current form comes down to a typographical error made on paperwork sent yeah. to state officials in Frankfurt. Yeah, because
0: his name is, it's Heavenhill on one word.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they told him it would cost 10 bucks to fix the name and put it back to Heaven Hill, all one word, and they decided it wasn't important and the misspelling has remained to this day.
0: Hey, mistakes were made and it worked out in their favor. There you go. (laughs) So the first barrels were filled on December 13th, 1935, but it wouldn't be until four years later that the liquid inside was properly aged and the owners released their namesake whiskey, Old Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon.
1: So from the beginning, members of the renowned Jim Beam bourbon-making family oversaw the distillation process. In 1935, it was Joe and Harry Beam who brought their know-how and set the standard for quality. In 1946, Ed Shapira signed Earl Beam to the job of Heaven Hill's master distiller. Ooh, family Earl would spend 29 drama. years in that post, helping Heaven Hill establish the legacy of distilling that they have today. I love
0: it. So Heaven Hill... <laughs>
1: <laughs> so heaven
0: hill whiskey's now encompass like numerous brands right um that most americans know and love from like elijah craig which is a staple in our house larceny as well uh pikesville mckenna which is outstanding and of course evan williams which is just to name a few and i i'm probably gonna go blow the load here but evan williams is the i mean heaven hill is the number two brand right yeah, and number all new, of, number two brand on yeah, the planet yeah next to jim Beam. yeah so
1: just gonna absolutely amazing and the number one largest privately owned distillery but we'll get to that here yes. in a few minutes so this is not what cemented heaven hill as an american story of triumph and perseverance and you yeah. know we love to tell american whiskey stories here on casual swinger but after all iron is forged in fire oh i like the drama there
0: on the afternoon of November 7th, 1986, a late season cold front blew through Kentucky, and that brought thunderstorms to Bardstown. A rumored lightning strike set off a series of events that anyone unfortunate enough to
1: involve will never forget. So according to Charlie Downs, who was the distillery supervisor at the time, an employee reported smoke coming from warehouse one at two o'clock. Downs and Parker Beam hopped inside his truck, this was Beam's truck, and drove up the hill from the distillery to look for themselves. When they saw the smoke, they immediately ordered an evacuation of the entire distillery.
0: So in quotes, by the time we got everything turned off, Flaming Whiskey was coming down the hill over Highway 49 and towards the distilleries at Downs, uh, who retired in 2018 as the artisanal distiller for Evan Williams' Bourbon Experience in Louisville. At that point, it wasn't safe to exit through the front of the distillery building. We had to go out the back.
1: So these thunderstorms brought 70 mile an hour winds to spread the flames to the nearby Rickhouses, and Bardstown's fire department was quickly overmatched. Joining by joined by crews from more than ten other local fire departments, they were left with almost no choice but to go on offense, pouring water on the now non flaming rick houses in hopes of keeping them cool and letting this inferno burn itself out. I mean what else could you do at that time, right? <laughs> Run for the hills. Shit.
0: But they could they could hardly do that either because the flaming whiskey was flowing everywhere so it's liquid fucking fire uh, Wood embers mm-hmm. from the burned floors, barrels, and ricks were flying uh, to the other buildings Down said, while burning alcohol doesn't produce a visible flame Down said the heat was so intense that the air shimmered all the way to the sky
1: imagine that, that for a, that a second the guys the evaporation, yeah, yeah. The, the, the heat was so intense in the air that the air was shimmering all around Bardstown Absolutely crazy. So as more rickhouses up the hill from the distilleries succumbed to the flames, the barrels began to explode, and they sent a widening river of burning whiskey down the hill into Rowan's Creek. The shallow creek quickly overflowed, and flaming whiskey spilled into the highway, melting the asphalt on its way to the production This
0: is apocalyptic shit here. Yeah, this is
1: like... Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> Literally. Yeah.
0: yeah, so by the evening distillery and seven rick houses were destroyed or still aflame. Uh, finally somewhere around eight PM the winds calmed and shifted in the flames, um, shifted the flames away from the other rick houses. So the worst of it essentially was over.
1: So I put a picture here in the show notes of this fire from the air and I think Mallory can see it right now. Yeah,
0: it's it's absolutely incredible. It looks like doomsday. It looks like
1: it's hell, hell on earth.
0: It looks like hell cracked open and the flames are coming up through the caverns. Um, but
1: it's it's unbelievable. In the end, Heaven Hill lost 92,000 barrels of whiskey that Jesus. day. That is 3.2 million gallons of whiskey. Or what was later announced as $30 million in company property and loss of product. 15% of the company's total stock was lost in a single day, yet Heaven Hill endured.
0: Oh my gosh, this is really incredible. This is the triumph part. So the, the very next day, something amazing happened. First, Heaven Hill opened, business as usual, bottling and shipping to their
1: customers. Max Shapiro was taking calls from competitors, asking what they could do to help Heaven Hill stay on their feet offering to help Heaven Hill produce its signature mash bill to be aged in their very own warehouses. Over the next few years, several competitors would help Heaven Hill distill their spirits.
0: It's incredible. So Max Shapiro said that this is an unusual industry. When there are problems, we work together to solve them. And I'm going to pause right there because... I heard that a lot when we were in Bardstown and just talking to people and being immersed in, in their world and the culture, which I was such so, such a fangirl of. I believe it in stories like this. It, you don't hear a lot of like company espionage and, and whatnot, especially for these privately owned guys. They literally work together and they're fans of each other and support each other. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, let me give you some advice, folks. Don't fuck anybody over in bourbon because the whole industry will yeah, be, you'll be you. Yeah, you'll be blackballed. Literally. Yeah. Those guys look out for their own. So, and how American is that?
0: Not very much. It should be. <laughs> it should be. But, it, I mean, it's incredible. It is. It's absolutely amazing. Beautiful thing.
1: It is. So today, Heaven Hill is the largest independent, family-owned and operated distilled spirits supplier in the United States, producing over 1,300 barrels a day. According to industry analysts, Heaven Hill is now the fifth largest spirits supplier in the United States and second largest holder of aging bourbon whiskey on earth with an inventory in excess of 1.6 million barrels.
0: It's incredible. Let's talk about the whiskey of itself. Let's talk about the seven-year bottle and bond. So Heaven Hill says that this Kentucky bourbon place pays tribute to the earliest days of the distillery's history when in 1939 it released Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond. The namesake brand quickly became the number one selling bourbon in the state of Kentucky. Still today, the craftsmanship poured into this bottle by the same founding family meets the exacting standards first set forth in the Bottle Bond Act of 1897.
1: Eh. you know what's funny about this particular one? It's not available in Kentucky.
0: Wait, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, that's I, hilarious.
0: I, I didn't even I didn't even notice that.
1: Yeah, so it's when they came out with it. This is so there was a six year. Heaven Hill it was cheap and it was available everywhere and they got rid of it. They they ended it and they came out with this one and they didn't make it available in Kentucky. And I'm not entirely sure why no one else is either. I'm sure it's someone in the industry that listens to the show could tell us why, but I don't know. I know that this particular Heaven Hill seven year bottled and bond is not available in Kentucky, which is ridiculous, but crazy. let's talk about the eye. So okay. when you, when you look at this whiskey, it's a caramel color. It has a nice dark tint to it, which usually tells you it's spent a good amount of time in the barrel. Seven years is a good amount of time.
0: I'm very attracted to it. I'm usually I tend to be a little more skeptical of the lighter colors.
1: Yeah, we have three bottles of this three different expressions or three different years rather on the shelf here in the Casual Bar. Mm -hmm. True story. And the nose is nutmeg, oak uh, some peanuts cider uh, maybe a little almost uh, almost like you're chewing on a biscuit Uh, (laughs) I mean it's, it's a little butter it's, it's got a lot of really unique flavors yeah. to it uh, when you let it breathe.
0: Yeah, so on the palate though, um, i oak forward for sure. Uh, maybe some roasted nuts and like the, the spiciness, like the baking spices, maybe like a little uh, nutmeg cinnamon blend there. Um, hint of citrus, like on the herbaceous side um, with what they call a light tannic astringency. So it's got a little sharpness to it. And then on the end, a, a little fruitiness.
1: And the finish is a medium. It's it's a little hot, not too bad. If you let, give it, a, you let the ice sit for a minute, give it a water back, it's going to be very smooth. Right.
0: Remember that stretches everything out, and it and it could help you identify and isolate some of those flavors. That's right.
1: And so what we talk about when you and when three, you swirl a whiskey, yeah, and you see the sides of that whiskey on the sides of the glass as it runs down the glass legs. We, then we call that the legs <laughs> of the whiskey. And when you so when you drink it neat with no ice you're going to see more legs. As you let that water back set in, the legs are going to dissipate. And those legs are where you're going to find that heat and right. that astringency, astringency in the now, whiskey.
0: Now, just for me personally, I anytime I try a new whiskey, it's neat. Um, and it's three sips, because you have to let your palate adjust. Because the first sip, your palate's just trying to figure out what's happening. The second sip, it's it's made a baseline foundation. By the third sip, you can start to identify those things.
1: Yeah. And I think the smell of that whiskey is, is easy. It's... Oh, warm. yeah.
0: It's beautiful, actually.
1: And I actually, I, I think I approve, I think I like the aroma maybe even a little more than the initial palette just because of the uh, acidic nature of it and that initial heat. I, I do like this one with a water back. I think you like it less water back than I do. Correct. Uh, but you like your whiskey hotter than I do. The finish is pleasant. And it's a little harsher on the fade. Again, it's, it's not my jam in that regard. It's why I use a little ice in it. Uh, but it's a nice, warm. Consistent quality bourbon profile. It is.
0: I, I have to agree. Um, uh, Heaven Hill Seven It's a. It's an easy drinking whiskey. It's not revolutionary. It's not. Um, it's just an excellent example of what bottle and bond whiskey can be. You know, when I when I think of bottle and bond, Heaven Hills definitely one of the top names that come to mind. Um, and that's a good and a bad thing at the same time. They can and do change with the seasons. So. That means trying it today could be very different than trying it three years ago or three years from now, right? Keep that in mind. Um, it just depends on what you get, and that is a good thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: the the year it was poured, it, it's that. That's it. That's the yeah. thing about bottled and bonds. Yes, it has to come from the same season. So when it's poured, that's it. That's it. Which is why bottled and bonds have year statements. Right, on them.
0: they have numbers. They're numbered. Yep, you know, batch cast, like you know that this all came from the same or not. That's
1: right. So if you like a whiskey that's bottled in Bond, go buy more of it now because next year it'll be different.
0: Yeah. This is where you hoard
1: stuff. This is why we <laughs> hoard, hoard shit stuff. here in the Casual Bar. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a lot of people will complain about this whiskey, like I said earlier, because it replaced a $15 fucking dollar six year. And they cha- now they charge $40 and it's got a one year additional uh, time spent in the Rick house. That's capitalism, folks. That's how a $45 whiskey became our whiskey of the month for November 2022.
0: Yeah, but I love it. It is It is a It's a good, reliable, tasty whiskey.
1: Yeah, so that's and it. That's the wrap for season yeah. premiere for Casual Swinger season five. <laughs> this was the No Paradox. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys are glad to have us back. I hope somebody listens to this fucking episode. You guys haven't forgotten about us.
0: I'm going to go work on my paradactyl costume.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not using any more big words in front of you because you make me sound like everything's a dinosaur.
0: <laughs> I just want you to scoot your glasses up your nose with I your can't middle find finger. My and, glasses. and
1: snort <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right, you just call me Steve Urkel. Now you dated yourself. Why don't you tell everybody where to find us? We'll get the fuck out of here.
0: Uh you can find me at the club. Bottle full of bup no. Um <laughs> So we are Casual Swinger everywhere. That's CasualSwinger.com. Feel free to shoot us a message at podcast at CasualSwinger.com. We're also on social. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also find us on the dating sites. That's SDC, SLS, and Cassidy.
1: Wow. I can't believe you went, you got back into it that quickly.
0: Dude, I'm a fucking, yeah. You're a Dude, fucking machine. We all know you're I, a fucking <laughs> machine. Yeah.
1: All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Come back and join us again in December. We'll be back on the regular schedule with all kinds of Christmassy shit. We're going to go do all kinds of fun stuff.
0: I'm going to be a ho, ho, ho.
1: Ho, ho, ho. Happy Thanksgiving, folks. For those of you that are listening this week, hope you enjoyed yourself. You've been listening to Casual Swinger.